Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is the premier podcast of Craft is King, a new podcast coming to you from Bad Dinner Guests. I am here as Kev. I almost forgot to introduce myself there with my good buddy and author of soon-to-be two novels, Noah Nichols. He's here to talk with us tonight about his first novel, No Net, a, a personal favorite of mine. I actually have a, a big tie to this book. I, I've, I've, it's like a child I've watched grow up. But anyway, I will <laughs> turn you, the mic over to you, Noah, and say hi to the people. Uh, hello, I am uh, Noah Nichols, and I am 34 years old. Uh, suddenly, I think I'm pitching something from Match.com profile. But uh, um, yeah, I'm a writer. Um, I've been writing for uh, about a year and a half now. Um, I've always kind of written. I've been a songwriter, a musician. Um, uh, what Kevin was referring to is that we used to work together at a what bar slash grill place like, yeah. like kitchen in hell. We yeah in hell. in hell short order cooks <laughs> yeah <laughs> um temporarily eternally damned yeah. <laughs> that's a double negative. I know what will happen when I go to hell that I'll just be, <laughs> I'll just be put back yeah. to work at that place what was that dude's name the guy that ran Gooey's tongue uh Dr Robotnik <laughs> Remember when he got in my face one night for no reason? I, I wanted to hit him. I do. He actually shoved me at one point. Yeah, one, and he or, threw towards, something at your head. Towards, right? the end of, uh, <laughs> towards the end of my tenure there. I feel like we should digress because we could talk about Gooey's. You know, like, really we could talk hour. about that for hours, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, but it's actually um, it's relevant because, you know, honestly, without you, um, I don't even know you were talking about your short stories and you know your work as a writer and and at that time I was still mulling over my idea for no net the premise and uh, and I remember telling you about it and I remember specifically saying well you should you know because I didn't think anything of myself because I didn't look at myself as a writer as an author you know exactly. and I said well you should take this idea and just do it and I told you about like they'd be app there'd be apps and you know, like you could go in different interconnected stories. And I remember you just, just bluntly said, well, why don't you do it? Yeah. And that really like, <laughs> like fucked me up. It like really changed it. Like, I don't know. It was almost like I was a teenager and, and it was like a parent saying like, why don't you get up off your ass and stop, you know, like smoking, you know, like smoking pot. Like, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like that. It was Which, like, put my ass in the gear in a way mentally. Which first, fair enough. I, uh, for what it's worth, that wasn't even my intention when yeah. we had that conversation. Where where I was coming from was, I had in the past had people pitch me stories and say, "Hey, you should write this." And I found a couple of things would happen. One, those people didn't tend to really be uh, one or one of two things would happen. One, they wouldn't really be that into the story, and then I would go back to them for some feedback saying, right. you know, showing them my progression and they'd be just sort of like, oh, that's yeah. cool, man. I don't need to be filled in on this process. So I was just drunk. It was an idea I spit out. Like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Leave, leave me alone sort of thing. Yeah. Like, I don't there. really give a I shit. Really didn't give a shit. <laughs> like, I was just trying to get you to change the subject. Can we just saying. drink some yingling? Yeah. And, and then the other, or the other one would happen is someone who was serious about an idea, but wasn't serious about 
pursuing it themselves would toss me an idea and I'd take it and I'd do my thing with it and then they'd be like, well, that wasn't where I wanted to go with it. Yeah, and, so and it kind of like I, yeah, negates or, itself in a way. And then, like, yeah, and so when, when I hear an idea that's, that's good, but, um, and especially when you were pitching it to me, the the let's say for instance if i had written this story it would have been extremely different absolutely and, because we all have different you know minds and approaches yeah right and like i know you said before that you were worried about um maybe potentially making it too dark or going darker and yeah, yeah that, that was one of the things that came into my head was i would take noah's concept and turn it into potentially something that it wasn't really intended to be in your mind. Yes. And then through no fault of my own, I would have, I could have conceivably let you down. And at the time, I just thought, you know, you had so much passion about the about the idea that what would have been best for me was to put you because it's somewhere along the line for me, someone had to do that for me. I remember the the conversation that really pushed me over the ledge as far as making the decision that this was going to be what I was going to do. Yes. And it was dinner with a college friend in downtown Chicago, you know, a woman that's making it as a photographer. And she just kind of stopped me in mid sense and was like, I've never seen you this passionate about anything. So that's when it light. Yeah. And that's exactly. And so that is more of what I was going for with you. Yeah. I was trying to pay it forward was I was like, here's a guy that I think could do this. So, why don't you I, saw the I passion. just encourage you to do it because yeah. it seems like you were halfway to doing it. You know, all you you just hadn't put pen to paper yet. Yes. And 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 you know that's very enlightening because um, essentially, uh, if you would have taken it and been selfish and been like, oh yeah, I'll take that idea, which a lot of people would have done, mm -hmm. um, and you would have done like you pointed out, it possibly would have. Like if I would have read it, even if I would have enjoyed it, maybe in the back of my mind, like, oh, I would have been hampered with this internal guilt. Like, well, maybe I could have taken a chance or tried to, but yeah. I never did. And then I would I would not be sitting here with on the cusp of, you know, a second novel coming out, Cat right. Incarcerated. Um, I mean, it really it's really fascinating in life how one person with their words can steer you in one of two directions. Because if you would have just taken it, my life would have been completely different. You know, it really is true. Yeah. So, and that's that, what you just said kind of is on point, coincidentally, um, with what you did with your opportunity was sort of uh, one of the things that I appreciate about the book the most. And again, as I said, I'm going to talk as little about the actual <laughs> no book spoilers. as because... I, if I get to talking about it too much, a spoiler may just come blurting out on accident. But the thing that I liked the most about this was you told a good story, but it was, you used the opportunity to try to maybe not even necessarily teach a lesson, but just to sort of make people think, um, bringing up like a, a what if scenario that yes. makes people contemplate how they would react in this situation, which I, yes. to me is one of my favorite things to see um, in any fiction that I choose to read. Is I appreciate that, would, that. That would make me think like, oh, this is a, a concept that um, kind of tests me and who I think I am. Yes. You know, it almost like sort of makes you, if not question your morality, at least kind of, 
figure out where you align as opposed to um, just sort of following a hero along, uh, you know, and just absolutely for said hero and being like, oh, I hope he makes it. And well, just fully invested in this guy or gal. Absolutely. Um, well, can I interject about that? What you just brought up is um, really the only a few of the bad marks or negativity, I should say, is that a lot of people in their mind, they're, they're, they expected with this premise for whatever reason, even though I state it in, in the synopsis on Amazon um, that they're connected stories and people, how little or how much they care after it's gone, um, people expected, uh, uh, you know, like a clear-cut antagonist or protagonist and it's like that's not what it's about it's not a hunger games like divergent shit like it's it's trying to make you like you said think about what's to come possibly but also looking at yourself now because i mean the truth is is we're all like looking at our phones and all really it's like it's tethered we're tethered to it right you know it's like the ball and chain like um and and, and and people show uh, some people interviews or just feedback to me personally. They they feel like a, 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 an insane desire to express to me that well I don't think that would happen. Why well, I, I just don't think people would care. Only teenagers would care. But um they're they're um, not understanding that uh, everybody's affected by it if we're I mean financially even and I didn't really cover that in the book uh, that much I mean I skated around that because that that's not what it was about is about personal addiction and and mm -hmm. what we need from it and what what uh, we've been um, you know, everything's been so convenient everything's has grown so convenient where it's all now 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 but if we take that away then it's almost like People don't even remember what like 1994 was like, even though they're nostalgic for it. It's like shit was way different when, <laughs> like, the internet was just coming out. Yeah. Like it was way different. Through your phone line. Absolutely. Yeah. Mom was on the phone with grandma. Yeah. Weren't surfing the web. Get the AOL like CD with like the 50 hours free. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I think that's part of the the. It's very easy for people, and I'll use finances as an example because I think it's uh, decently equivalent for instance pretend your phone is your debit card yes it's which very, that's turning into it's very yeah which you know <laughs> it's very easy to uh, you know so it's hard to wind up with eighty dollars in cash and then the next thing you know by the end of the day you've got five bucks and you not know and you not be able to remember yes spending that money with a debit card right. it's very easy to Stop and get gas on the way home. Like, say you deposit an $80 check, you and did some side work for 80 bucks. So it's very easy to go. You swipe at the pump for $10. Yeah. You know, you go wherever you're going later, you decide to stop and get a drink. You get a drink with a snack, you know, it ends up being eight or nine dollars. What I'm saying is, without the now, without the keeping the physical checkbook or having the cash in hand, it's easy for people to be like, oh shit, did I really just spend, I spent $65 yeah, today? Like, yeah. how the hell did I spend $65? It's easy because it's, it's almost out of sight. And like it's just, and this, exactly, it's become such <clears throat> a secondary natural thing. And that this, I, I argue the same thing with smartphones, with the yes. internet. People will make that argument that I don't, I don't need the internet that much. It right. really wouldn't be that big of a deal. Well, that's, but, that's but them the convincing time, themselves. Yeah, at the same time, they forgot that 
the only way they got to their new job last month was they <laughs> use their GPS. Yeah, like GPS. Google Maps. Yeah, they Google Maps it until they memorize the route. Well, yeah. Or, you know, they, they forget that um, if the internet went out for everyone, it wouldn't just be them that would could no longer act. People, I think, what they think about it is like on a personal scale, okay, well, shit, it would be a little more convenient because I'd have to physically go to the bank. But if you're talking about a region not having internet, oh, it is all of a sudden everyone has to go to the bank. And the thing is, is with the internet goes Hordes down, of people. the bank doesn't just have all, a bunch of stacks yeah. of Monopoly money sitting in the back to hand to you. Absolutely. So if the, if the financial system, if the internet goes down, your money is essentially gone until it comes back because... They and that would even be. They, they may have access to records. There may be backup servers to records. But what I'm saying is that the cash only three percent of our nation's currency is in cold hard cash. Ninety-seven percent of it is in the internet. So that was in know, and of itself. It would be. It would. It would just instill chaos within people's bodies. You could have done this whole book. Could have just been about that aspect. If yeah. you wanted to, and you could have filled it. And I thought of that. Yeah, I thought of that. And if you've noticed, like this, no spoilers either, but. You know, like there were passages in the narrative, which which I found interesting to tell the story. As in, uh, remember it would go to CDN or um, uh, the Claire, you know, the Claire Drake uh, news. Like, you know what I mean? Like it would go to where they were watching the news, and everybody started um, hovering around television again to find out the news of when it's going to come back. And then in the narrative, I said, "Well, nobody cares about the planes crashing, the banks." Every the stock market crashing, and I said that in narrative be, because all they would care about is when is it coming back, yeah. and that's what people really would care about. Essentially, is I want it back, and and uh, yeah, I could have had like an app in NoNet talking about the stock market crash and maybe the guy like you know like a guy hanging himself or killing his family, but yeah. to me that wasn't interesting. It was showing you know kind of skirting around that, but also like showing how people are deeply affected on a on a mental level because they've been so acclimated to being spoiled right. from you know their their babysitters as i referenced in it mm -hmm. you know and so yeah so you wanted to basically uh from what i'm gathering here is essentially that the money that would have been the easy part like you were kind of that's going, what a typical writer would do after us more at our base saying like Forget the money, which yeah. on its own would have been enough Absolutely. to ruin most of you. Um, but we as a people, about, yeah, yeah, like we're losing contact with ourselves. Like what you and like what we are doing together right now, speaking, like people would scoff at this and laugh, but it is becoming a lost art. A lot of people think that they're communicating with each other. They're not. Yeah. Like yeah. I was last night, I was at a show and everybody uh, there were like three or four tables and there were groups of people like four or five at each table music, uh, drinks, yeah, they had all that going on, but they weren't speaking to each other, and they were on their damn phone, and they were playing Pokemon Go right. and fucking around. And that's my point I'm trying to make, is we're losing what we used to be, and people don't want to see that, or they're in denial. Believe me, the internet is, like, people are in such denial. And to me, it's just fascinating, because I can go without my phone for a week, like I could turn it off on a weekend and be cool, but then I'll turn it back on and I'll have voicemails from people saying, where the hell are you? Why are you ignoring me? Because people just automatically think you're disrespecting them or ignoring them. 
yeah. because you're not responding to a text or calling them back. And it's just because they all assume it's a herd mentality where we all have it. So why wouldn't it be, you know, it's like a beck and call, like it's right on our fucking waist. Right. And it's you know, at all times. And it also, you know, which I won't go too far into this because that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah. It's a three hour episode on its own. It just goes to. Maybe we should do a part the, two of this. Yeah, the, the whole just me, me, me yeah. of society these days where, you know, you find it. For instance, I, it's been a while since I've maintained a long-term relationship, and I, mm-hmm. that's, I don't want to get too personal or anything with it, but what I've noticed is whether it be me, or the, other, me or the other person. No, no. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah, I was like dumb and dumb. Like, right? Yeah, I like it. No, it was no, a girl. I'm off to. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a girl. Free to Oh, man. <laughs> it's just that, you know, so often people fail to even consider any other perspective of their own. They've almost oh, yeah. lost the ability to view the world from any other view. They've um, domed themselves in their dome. You know what I mean? Yeah. They put an invisible dome and barrier around them, and even though they don't know that, that's that's what's happening. Yeah, you'll have, you know, someone goes to break up with someone, and then the other person will say, well, you know, it's not fair. Yes. You know, it's not fair to me and how I feel. And it's like, well, what about me? What about, you know, this, well, this is how I feel. Yeah, and how yeah. I feel is that I need to be, I need to go away from this. But yeah. I'm somehow a bad person because I can't give you what you want. Right. And that all and that makes me, and that makes it unfair, and that makes me a bad person. Absolutely. And and it just, I think that is sort of another thing that that people maybe would take for granted that haven't read this, or you know, some of the naysayers that would say well, this is an overreaction. I wouldn't react to this book. They're, they're coming from that mentality where they're, they, they're not thinking about how it affects other people. Well, and they'd like to think. We all like to think, for some reason, we live through life as if it's some movie. Yes. We're the protagonist and that we're, we're the good guy. And we always like to apply this filter when, like, oh, well, if I was in that situation, like, I, I, yeah. you see with athletes, people talk about, uh, oh, what is his name? I can't think of his. He's more famous for uh, smoking weed than he. Josh Gordon. Oh yeah. Browns. When, uh-huh. I hear, when I hear people say like, "Man, that guy's an idiot. He could make millions and millions of dollars, and all you have to do is not stop smoking weed." And I'm like, "Dude, you." And the guy saying that to me, he's been working in a kitchen for 12 years of his life, and he yeah. smokes weed, and he takes every every break at work, he goes out and smokes weed. And I'm like, "Man, you can't stop smoking weed for two days just for no reason. So why? Well, how can you sit here and say?" Yeah. Oh, if I had that, I would stop smoking weed. It's like, dude, you have nothing, and maybe potentially changing your habits would switch. Not that I'm, con- I'm not. Oh yeah. Like a, 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 a pulpit thumping like a weed. Stalwart for I'm yeah. I'm using that as the example. It could be video games. It could be freaking Twinkies. You know, with something standing in the way of your success. Yes. You can't put it down to be like. How can you knock? Like I hate when I see people knock authors or artists. I mean, like. Man, they have the world at their fingertips. How could they get in, in a drug problem? And I'm, I'm just like, really? Yeah. I mean, your your cousin has a drug problem and has nothing. Why? Why do you? That's because like, a lot of people. Like there's a difference there. Well, a lot of people are holier than thou. Yeah. You know, they think that they're better than everybody. But the thing is, is how can everybody be better than everybody? And exactly, exactly. <laughs> think about that. And I think that's part of the the sort of system that we've been the trickle down. You know, yes. Trickle down. Um, you know, social classes here where it's like, 
you know, as long as you believe that there's someone below you, you'll kind of take it on the chin a little bit more. Yes. Above you because, oh, at least you've got someone you can talk down to. The, the little story I like to use is, you know, dad gets yelled at by the boss and comes home, you know, yells at mom. Little boy comes home from school. Mom yells at him to clean his room. Boy goes outside, kicks the dog in the ribs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you're, mm-hmm. you just find the next person in line to pass it out. It's, yeah, it's trickle-down violence and yeah. dysfunction. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you know that that's that's why people feel the need to. Yeah, yeah it's just it's it's fascinating. Um, well, it's it's funny because I mean, I think there's like twenty five or twenty six reviews on the book, and there are about uh, four negative reviews, and they all say just the same thing, like that they want to go out of their way to say. I mean, there was this one review where the person said, like, oh, well, I just think people, if this happened, yeah, it would be inconvenient. I'm paraphrasing here, but it would right. be like, well, I just think people would, would, you know, we really just need, you know, nice, hot, hot pizza delivered to our front door. And it's like, and I just thought of how funny that would be if the internet did go out. It'd be like, no, dudes, like, it's cool. Like, we got pizza, man. It's all good. It's all good. Don't worry. You would get hit. You, you would get slapped. <laughs> like, you know, like it's just um, really quick. I don't know if I told this to you, but while I was writing the book, I did a, a very interesting study on my own where I I, I asked my friend um, Seth if I could go to his page, and he has like a lot of friends, and I would I would write just a hundred of them, and I would just I wouldn't promote anything. I would just say. Um, hey, I'm, you know, so-and-so's friend, and I just want to know if the internet mysteriously vanished tomorrow morning, what would you do? And, you know, how would you react? Uh, what do you think would happen? And, and everybody, <laughs> everybody's either with variations of, yeah, I think it would be bad for all, but I don't think it would be. But then when it came to personally describing what they would do or how they would react, well, I could live without it. It's totally cool. I, w- I wouldn't even care about it. And it's just like for like a hundred people to say that it really is like at least staunch alcoholics can say, yeah, I have a fucking problem. Like, yeah. I, you yeah. know what I mean? With like, I mean, you're talking about people, they've said people look at their phone, you know, periodically throughout the day more than anything else. Yeah. Like for the average yeah. person, I, I did some research actually for, just for, for this, just for you. Yo, awesome. um, and, uh, so over an hour, <laughs> over an hour a day is spent on Facebook per individual. That, that's yeah. about the average. Is about something like one point two hours oh, yeah. spent just on Facebook. So, well, how many people? To, how many people at uh, at my work? Uh, um, sometimes I've asked the time, um, and and you'll have a lady dig through her purse or whatever to get her phone out to look for the time and what's funny about this is i knew what the time was because there's a damn clock on the wall and i would say i would do a test i would say oh i'm gonna ask what time it is and see what they say if they look over the clock no they all go for their phone and they know that the clock's there see that's what's funny about it that see that right there is an example of how just (laughs) we it's 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 like a it, it's a part it's a limb it's an additional limb 
it's and if I can extend to this because I'm so glad you just brought this up. Okay. Because I find a way somehow to bring this into almost every podcast to talk about, and I, you know, whatever. Um, uh, I have the sort of argument that we as a people have been essentially brainwashed, and I think that yes. the problem is is people get scared by that term, and they think of me holding a watch in front of your face and yeah. counting to 10 and hypnotizing Or a smartphone, because nobody has watches anymore. Because they, do, exactly, <laughs> because they don't understand, so many people don't understand the way their own brain works. They just yes. take it for granted that your brain is smart, you can trust your brain, it's doing everything right, um, and you don't even understand, that, like, for the instance, the different uh, brain ways, how they function. Like, I'm sure you've been in a situation before you've been so into a TV show where someone was trying to talk to you that you're, you didn't block even, them out. Didn't even hear me block them out. Yeah. Okay. Well, that if you're in that state of mind, that's sort of a different state of mind from when you're say driving in a car Absolutely. and you're alert to everywhere. Okay. So Absolutely. people can acknowledge the fact that their brain works differently, but then they want to refuse to accept the idea yes. that when you're locked into this, uh, brain state that allows you to completely block out all of your surroundings, yeah. that any messages that might be coming in subliminally might be actually affecting the way that, you know, so it's like people are, I think, in some ways by this own device being, you know, sort of manipulated. Like, yeah, it's, it's like a cult mentality. It really is. Yeah. Um, like, they like, can't, like, they can't and, jump and, out and of their closed mind nature. Yeah. And, it's and, impossible. What what you said that, that and I, that was a lot of a buildup for what I was trying to say, and I do apologize for that's that all right. background for it was what you just said about people checking their phones to check their time. Okay, yeah. that to me sounds like Pavlov's dog right there. Like yeah. you've just gotten a point to where if you need it, you check your phone for it. And to me, that is awful because we all know, like these days, you either you have an an iPhone, yep, an Android. What, what else? There's Sam, nothing. Samsung. Barely anything else. I mean, those are the front else. runners. Okay, so it's just the same as your cable options, where you have six companies owning 90% of all television. Right. So now you're It's down. conglomerate, so just it's like all, a over. Yeah, yeah, wherever, you know, and you're just sucked into this thing. And I'm not sitting here from some, let's be honest, there's a double, There's two sides to this. Yes, absolutely. Because we is. couldn't be doing this right now with any hope of it going anywhere if people weren't addicted to the internet. So Oh, yeah. Kind of, we're kind of well like I stated earlier I believe I did but I mean we we all we are all like I mean we all have it I mean you know what I mean like a few of my friends have said oh like they've taken Nonet in a wrong way they read and be like well why are you so anti-internet well, how am I yeah. like I'm not I I did I didn't say it was bad I focus on people's reliance on it that's yeah. it. I will talk about this subject with you, and then on Wednesday, go on 60 Grit Radio with RJ and discuss why I'm afraid of new concepts of censoring the internet. Because yes. although people are, mm -hmm. uh, you can acknowledge That's that what I'm going to explore in the sequel, you, you big can, time. You can acknowledge that, something, that we have a problem with something, but still not. It's like, for yeah. instance, it will be my same approach to uh, gun control is the same approach to internet control. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think everybody has the right, Absolutely. but you, you have it's on you to be knowledgeable, and you know, so it's like where you if you can't just well because, look how they've slowly I'm addicted to the internet. Like people get addicted to Adderall or whatever. Adderall yeah. might help a lot of people, but you can still get addicted. You can get addicted to a good thing and turn it into a bad thing. Well, I'm glad that you brought good. this up because they're slowly implementing things to regulate the internet and how how free it used to be. 
you know, yeah. like like Amazon. Oh, it, there used to be no tax. Now you have to pay tax for things online that you buy online. Well, that never was the way it was, and 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 I'm not gonna spoil it for people that have read Nonat, but obviously. But the funny thing is, is you're one of the only people that do know where I'm going because yeah, I told I do. you, and that's why and I have to let you drive this. Yeah, <laughs> I'll drive this car, uh, power steering. But uh, the the thing is, on the sequel, which I can't even tell the name of it because it actually like, gives it away of what my approach is going to be here. But really, so so the main question of Nonet that I wanted people to ask themselves, you know, was was you know what would i do if this happened in this scenario but the sequel is going to be an even bigger question about your yourself your own identity and what you're going to do because i'll just say this um there were some people even the people that gave negative reviews they still wanted to know what was going to happen because that was another thing that they were like well i don't even understand why it's gone i want explanations you will get that in the second one. There are going to be a lot of answers, and and the world's going to open up even more. But it's going to ask a certain question uh, that I find even more um, fascinating and interesting to ask the reader and people as a whole than the first book, because it really digs into your psyche. And and yeah, not to be a bigger tease, but I am really excited for this the the follow up because that is the one that. Um, is the floodgates is open. Gonna, yeah it's really gonna ask even some more interesting questions and um i and the way the world's going uh, not to spoil the main premise or the plot line the twist but um i think it could happen sooner rather than later how uh, things are happening so and, and this is why and i'm gonna i'm gonna take this little opportunity here to kind of take us off off course here for a second sure because since we've gotten into that sort of parallel and I know that that's something that we both have in common as writers is our intention to sort of, you know, for, for instance, the, the work that I have out there, a lot of it is in its own universe in the future that tells sort of parallel stories, kind of like uh, warning stories. Yes. It's, cautionary uh, tales, cautionary tales, which is what I believe this is. I think in my opinion, that's what, what no net is. At least it's what I took it as when I read it. The sort of the, the vibe that I got was, you know, this is trying to tell me something or show me something about myself. And, you know, having it come from the different perspectives the way that you did, um, different characters, it allows it for a wider audience to have an opportunity at any certain point in the book to put themselves in a character's shoes. Yeah. Whereas, you know, they might not be able to relate to every character, but there's probably one that is, uh, is relatable. And it just sort of um, reminds me of our your idea for our upcoming podcast that yes. um, I want to at least get mentioned out Let's there. Let's reveal I, it. Yeah, <laughs> because I know we we intend to maybe try to have our, our ground zero of that podcast this afternoon. I know yes. we both have loaded schedules. Episode zero, Billy episode. Corgan in the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but I'm going to let... People that are over 30 will get that. Right. <laughs> Nobody else right. will. Exactly. Um, uh, I want to let you... Like, unveil, describe it? Unveil it, because okay. it's your idea. You came up with the name and everything, and I'm okay. sort of here to help it, because I think it's a, a wonderful idea. Yeah, totally. Um, It's, it's going to be called... I'll just get right to it and just say it's a podcast idea that I had, and it's going to be called 
uh, Write Strife, and it's about writers that get together and not necessarily talk about you know the ins and outs of how to market your book or or how you know how to get reviews or just all that just you know cliche typical bullshit like i wanted more there are really no podcasts that i've seen because i've scoured uh the the itunes store and the podcast world and there are really no uh podcasts that that have like maybe three to four writers um of varying backgrounds or or desires for their own career and and we discuss uh you know um our passion for it for the craft and, and in different ways in different avenues uh like we discussed uh earlier on the phone um each episode would be you know a certain topic of writing because there's i mean there's a multitude of things that you can discuss. I mm -hmm. mean, uh, you could have a whole hour episode of word count. You could have a whole episode of, you know, editing, like, you know, self-editing while you write, or do you do it after, or, and then, you know, hire an editor, you know, like there are so many things that you can speak, you know, speak on. And uh, so basically the goal is, you know, you know, very soon we're going to try to get this going. Well, today we're going to, do a trial run. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a trial run uh, here probably after the Bread and Circuses premiere. Yep. We've got we've got guys waiting on us in the studio to yeah. get their premiere episode out, and then uh, yeah, we'll and be and another thing to do that. Yeah, and another thing I'm, I failed to to mention is uh, make note of is that uh, my idea would be you know maybe doing it two times a month and. And we we have kind of a revolving door. Like we would be the anchors, you, you know. Yeah. We would, you know, and and uh, we would have people coming in, and we could share short stories that we're working on, or talk about you know fulling novel, and just I think it would be a cool way for people, for readers and fellow writers to follow along the path of a of a writer. It's you know, in and of itself because. A lot of podcasts really they focus on the greed aspect of it. Like, well, what can I do to get more views, or what can I do to get more money for my book? Right. Who gives a shit? All I know is when I die, I want to leave words behind that I'm proud of, or people can think of, you know, in fond, you know, in it, respect. Exactly. My my big goal is to be able to just do the work. Yeah. Um, you know, I just want to be able to have something that I can leave behind that sort of gives my opinion and my philosophy on things without sort of having to get in anybody's face. Yeah. And just like a relaxed sort of environment. My point of view, you know, it's yeah. like, well, and, and I admittedly, admittedly I'm a bit of a trickster at times. I will reel you in with an exciting story. A chameleon, and, like and, with literary and, format. Yeah. yeah like your, just, your last idea that I, or your last short story, you know, coming to terms. And I was really interested in that. And um, you should, can you link that too? Like on your thing, like do a little spot? Like Yeah, yeah, I can, if, I can do that. It, it will take me a Because I don't want to spoil it. it. Um, I, I don't want to spoil it, but I think people would really enjoy that because um, it, 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 it's a mis, it's, it's a misdirect in, in the, in, in, in a very um, smart way to go about it. Because, because you, you're, you think it's going a certain way, 
and I'm, I kind of don't want to spoil anything. I'm not going to, but, well, but it, no, that's it's, okay. it's a yeah, very, yeah. it really makes you, it's thought provoking as, you know, Hey, you know, <laughs> anytime you don't want to spoil anything, just do a blanket of thought provoking. <laughs> it's like, right. you know what I mean? Like it's thought provoking. Yeah. Riveting. Yeah. Just say, <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah. A bunch of, uh, just, yeah, hyperbole. Yeah, like. it's a bunch of cliche terms here. <laughs> yeah. So I did. I did pull it up on the screen. Okay. Just for just to show the title and that we're we're on Blogger for that because I, I do appreciate I appreciate you saying that. Well, you um, have a very you have quite the um, just like me like like minded. We are uh, uh, prescient. You know, we 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 see where the world's going even when people um, refuse to do so. <laughs> Or like I, I can't believe how blind people are. Um, I actually did. Uh, if you want, if you want to laugh, <laughs> I uh, uh, you know on Goodreads on author pages. I don't know if you know this, but uh, they do a thing uh, where you know you can people can ask you a question. Like they can ask the author a question. Well, what I did is uh, I don't think you've read this yet, but uh, it's good for a little chuckle. But uh, I ask a question to myself, but I write it in a format of a person that's kind of a naysayer of what I'm going, like what I'm trying to uh, open people's eyes to. Okay. And, and it's a, it's, it's a little question and uh, it's, it's a, by a oblivious citizen. And I respond back and I uh, basically say the reason why I think the internet will be our eventual downfall is the fact that I have two working eyes and I can see that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, and and it's and there's more to it, but but I I implore people to go to my Goodreads page, you know, search out Nonet or my name and read that because I wrote that I put that in there because I really do want to want people to understand that. Um, okay, let, let let's get intricate about because we haven't talked about the old school like the fifties, sixties, and let's go seventies, eighties, nineties when video games came about. Or let's say TV. When TV came about, oh, you're you know you're a zombie. You're wasting away. Um, you know, your brain is just like deteriorating. Okay. Well, TV wasn't killing you. Yeah. <laughs> Smartphones and games. People are falling off cliffs. People <laughs> are crashing into trees and dying. Yeah. And it's like I remember when um. When I was a teenager, man, and I was <laughs> playing a Turok Dinosaur Hunter and Goldeneye on N64, you know? Yeah. And I remember one time I was playing it, and my grandparents came over for, like, a Thanksgiving dinner. And I remember specifically my grandpa come up to me and saying, you know, this Goldeneye, it doesn't make you want to, like, kill people, does it? Like, you want because at that time, the hotbed issue was video games are creating uh, this sort of, you know, psychotic, uh, you know, like people wanted like they they were worried that like the our youth would would go out and just start shooting people up yeah. because they were killing you know enemies in a game yeah and and the thing is is what people are are really not um speaking about is that uh games themselves are killing people now 
Like yeah, people, people yeah. aren't killing people over games. Well, they are, but, but, but essentially all I know is, Hey, we don't know what happens when we die. Right. We don't know what happens. I don't know if you're an atheist, you believe in God, whatever. I'm not here to talk about that. That's a whole other subject, but I will say if there is a person that judges you or you go in a room and they like review how you died or if you weren't supposed to die, there has to be a person that if you're on looking at Pokemon Go and searching for the Pokemon and you fall off a cliff and you die or you crash into a tree and you weren't supposed to die until you were like 80 but you died at 27, um, they're probably going to look at you and be like, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> like, probably, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's some pretty You were supposed to live till 85 happened. years old and but, have four yeah. kids. Whoops. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they're I, not addicted, Kevin. They're not. Right, they're totally dude. cool. I can st I can quit at any time. I just don't want to. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't um, sound like alcoholism yeah, or drug addict. Doesn't sound like a problem at all to me. <laughs> no, yeah. It's totally um, cool. <laughs> I don't understand what the what the deal is here. Yeah, well, I could do it. I just don't want to do yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. Why don't could, worry I, about tomorrow it. Tomorrow is a much better day for me to quit because <laughs> I have like three things yeah. going on today. And oh, trust me, man. I, you I'm know. the king of rationalizing. Yeah. I, can, I can convince myself to do anything. It's it's sad. It's a yeah. weakness I'm working on fixing. But um, well, I I would like to go ahead and sort of start uh, just kind of wrapping it up with us for this one. If you're okay. all right, we've got the studio time coming up for the next guys, and I, and I yeah. want you to be a part of that. Uh, oh opening, yeah, I'll tag in uh, that opening bad bad uh, not bad dinner guest. Well, a new bad dinner guest show, oh. which is uh, bread and circuses. One last thing, I just really we didn't talk about it. I mean, we said how little people would be affected or how much in the book. But uh, I wanted to talk about an area really quick about um, uh, an area of the book that nobody talks about. And it's app 10 and it's where it's in the retirement home called Rested Heads. Mm -hmm. And and to me, um, I just want to make a point for people to understand here is uh, to me, that is the backbone of this whole book because it's the lesson to show that unfortunately if we keep going this way which i don't see it stopping um the the characters that were used in that retirement home they were old fossils they were on their way dying you know how i did it i won't you know spoil it or whatever but but um unfortunately um we're not gonna have any more of those generations like years from now at retirement homes people aren't going to like they won't remember a world without it you know what I mean? Like the reason why when they were on TV and they were like, oh, people are still caring about this. Why does why does it even matter? Basically, when we're old, we are we are uniformly we're used to it. You know what I mean? Like there are people in homes right now that grew up with having to find somebody, having to go out to a party. Yeah. Yeah. Having we'll, to do be, we'll be like the last generation that knows that. Yeah. This, I mean, at this rate, I mean, people had to use people used to. um uh, you know, utilize typewriters and and write in pen and you know pen and paper and and uh, that that is a dying art. And people yeah, don't even want to grasp that anymore. They don't care. It's. No. I mean, I, I I I people forget everything. Like, I had people um, try to point out a plot hole, saying, "Oh, well, I don't understand why text messaging is involved in the world without the internet." In your book. Um, text messaging messaging was around before we had Wi-Fi. It's it's yeah. on a whole other. It's it it works with all the internet yeah. right now. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yes, you have the iPhones and the droids where they're connected to each other, and it's. But you can still send it. Yeah. Absolutely, it's on towers that, and I I pointed that out to people, and and it's funny the people that I pointed that out to weren't eighteen or nineteen years old. They're in their late twenties and thirties. They lived the life. They they should know what it was like. Right. But my point is, is like we're getting so just we're drowning in the digital abyss that it's like we're forgetting what life used to be like just 20 25 years ago yeah it's, it's unbelievable to continue to progress as absolutely things. you don't even have to go back that far i mean oh. i think back to the cell phone i had less than 10 years ago oh yeah was yeah. it like was it like a flip phone or like a, gray, a yellow screen a gray brick yeah phone brick with blue backlighting absolutely had brick breaker on it speaking of bricks but yeah so it, and it's and that's why, you know, even the timeline in your book, I don't think even is far-fetched. That within, I know. within another decade. Yeah, 2026, I mean, jeez. If, if we would progress 10 more years and then all of a sudden lose the internet, I think absolutely this is within the realm of reason. Well, I mean, 20, 2000, the year 2000 to 2016. But, look you know, what has that's, changed why, in 16 that's years. why we're starting a podcast together. To discuss. To, to write and, and, and co-author some things. That's the other absolutely. thing. So anybody out there listening that you know, enjoys writing in any form, check us out, even mm -hmm. potentially join us. You know, we're, we're always live. It's casting, an open so door. You can leave comments. Uh, you can send us an email. For now, uh, you can just send it to baddinnerguests at gmail.com. We'll, we get we filter all those through the main site. Um, as far as Craft as King goes, man, I'd love to have you back on as the musician sometime soon oh, with, with Sean and... Uh, Jarrell here, maybe oh, get a couple a, guys who know, you know. That's a whole is, other monster. That, that's a whole, yeah. That's but, another aspect we didn't talk about and known at all the uh, references to songs, specific songs, you know. Right, yeah, that's true. It's, which, uh, which very, anybody that reads the book, please listen to those songs because I planted stuff in there for you to utilize the internet and find things that you may not know about. Little Easter eggs. Yes. Sort of Brett Easton Ellis style I, with the... Uh, with the uh, song drops there, and I would like to, I want to take a second to say something to our audience and something that is kind of exciting to me as potential for um, the Craft is King podcast. A, a good buddy of mine, uh, Brian Ott, runs the Ott Studios. You know him. Mm -hmm. He's an artist. He's a painter. And actually, yeah. as I talk about it, great, real great quick, artist. He's a great, he's fantastic. And he actually has a live show coming up uh, August 12th. Here locally in Columbus, it will be at the Creative Club, which is on North High Street downtown. It's uh, 1253 North High Street. I meant um, to go to that. Yeah, if yeah, I have yeah. time, I'm going to check that out. Need to. So I was at his last one, which was uh, a great show. This one is all theme. This is a physical dialogue, uh, and it's a unique series of abstract landscapes, but bodyscapes. But So I was actually one of his paintbrushes in this. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, those are any Arrested Development fans. I blew myself. Um, I was covered head to toe in Blue Man Group. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I know what you meant by that, but like I blew myself. I was thinking about that scene from Saving Silverman. What do you want? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, but his art is awesome. I mean, it. I remember um, when I came over, what, like a year ago, year and a half ago here, and, and I saw his art was just so captivating and grabbed you 
And he had the um, the, uh, the at the last show. It was all the robot apocalypse. Oh, really? Stuff. How how well did those go over? People dig it. Though, yeah, yeah, they, it, it went really well while we were there. I am now screen sharing, and I for those listening, I will can I will put a link in the description uh, on any and all mediums that we're on because we're on about seven or eight different things here now. yeah that's right so there'll be a link to odd studios you can check it out follow him there follow us at bad dinner guests we will be posting from uh we'll be posting reminders about from about yeah. a week out in but what i'm going to actually attempt to do is uh do a craft is king podcast either right before or right after or That'd be a good doing, idea. doing something even maybe from the creative plug itself just as another why way not to try to just and we're going to try to you know uh once it's done uh or if he wants to try to if he's down for any live streaming like that so i'm very i mean i'm close with brian we're going to talk and see if there's anything well i have a question we can do to help promote his work because he's a great artist and you, people need to go out and see him well on the subject of that you know, I want people who are in Columbus to be able to view this as well. So. Yeah. Um, on the subject of that, has he ever done, like, because obviously I love to support artists and original pieces of art. Like, has he ever done any work with with books, like with book covers? Because he could make a lot of money if he uh, uh, yeah. educated himself in maybe digital art or even painting. No, like, no, he, he can do that. Um, so I he knows he, how to roll yeah. it. Yeah, that's something that we would have to we would have to talk with him someday. That's something uh, for a Kratos King to discuss. Right, exactly. Something to discuss for that. Because he could create a whole portfolio of ninety nine designs, and right. I mean, he could make a side living so well. Yeah, exactly. So we'll we'll get him yeah. on, and we'll get him on, and I'll let you ask him yourself. Okay, uh, cool. I'll be there. Coming episodes, and as far as that, guys, we're gonna be taken off here soon with uh thank you for joining us on the happy Bad trails Day network i want to uh if, if you want to we'll be continuing this conversation though uh, yes of, of these topics here up at bread and circuses we've got three more guys ready to uh jump in and get on a podcast with us and then hopefully whether it be in the same room or over google hangout tonight we should have 20 30 minutes to do a right strife we okay can just cool. pick one topic if you want Sure. Talk about our process. Maybe yeah. Um, just I think the first episode should just be about process. That'd about process. Just well, to guys, learn how we do. You guys heard it here first. Process. Within, within the day, you'll be catching Right Strife episode zero, the process, and tune back in. It's, hearing about it's, it's the pre hits for Bread and Circuses, the premiere episode. Right Strife zero, episode zero, the prequel to episode one. The pre episode one prequel. <laughs> yes. Well. Noah, thanks again for joining me. I look forward to Thank having you. our own thing coming on soon. Is this and where we handshake? If you ever want to interview somebody else on Craft is King besides Brian, you let me know. This is going to be a revolving door with hosts. I want people who are interested in the topic to interview on the topic. So okay, cool. With that being said. This is a virtual handshake. We're not shaking hands, but imagine if we are. I'm sending you an email that says approved. Okay. Nighty night, guys.